Hello listeners and welcome to Injury Time the I League edition uh, with me Sandeep uh, joining me as always is Orko who has been very busy in the grass courts of Kolkata watching his old friend play the Davis Cup how was the weekend Orko It was good I I met our number one Hindu player Pradesh after a couple of years and uh, it was great to see him you know manage struggle through injuries and uh, man has been uh, man already quit the sport so it is great to see a davis cup tie of course we never had a lot of chances but uh, you know uh, the good thing is uh, we now have come to grips with reality which is something that all indian sport including football needs from time to time yes uh, you i think you have stepped right into the path the great segue onto the games so uh, we are coming to the business end of the season and it would appear five teams more or less five points apart maybe a few matches less here and there so let's just pick up one one team at a time and see what they have done well and see uh, what is going on you know from a, from a larger perspective rather than focus on every single match which is like you said very difficult in itself because of the telecast issues so uh, or let's start with chennai obviously they are the ones who are leading 30 points from 14 games uh, why do you think ili keeps throwing surprises every every season uh, i think it's because of the uh, you know we don't care about your reputation policy of the teams they come they attack and real kashmiris would have you know should have come into the league and should have been ponderous against east bengal mohan bagan and the bigger teams right not a hint of it they come they attack they physical they dominate the i league has because the i league has so a variety of players it has your technical players from the north east of india it has now it has kashmir physicality uh chennai has has some really wonderful local players so i mean the i league is, is unbreakable because you know because the teams really want to go out there and they have something to play at both ends of the table no one wants to get relegated obviously and this year i don't know relegation is to what third division second division even the clubs seem to be in the dark over it right and uh, so yeah i mean the the i league is like come all come participate in the buffet that that's that's the nature it's an accommodating league and you know we are all lucky to be a part of a you know sport i also effective great successful season yes of course and chennai is a team who plays very quickly on in transition as we have seen before and uh, the a team that is also trying to give a lot of the players from tamil nadu a chance like is a lot of local players few of them went to chennai and i think srinivasan pandian has been brought back on loan if i'm not mistaken but uh, generally so they have a local association as well don't they with the local fans although they play in coimbatore yes the move to coimbatore wasn't really a bad move because if, if you consider the location of the place the coimbatore is very close to a particular football crazy state and <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you know the 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 fan base has always been there srinivasan <coughs> pandian coming back on loan it shows you that you know the other great club which which claims to promote great local talents does not really do justice to it <coughs> but uh, 
you know chennai city every day every year they look at the chennai league they pick up the great local talents even this year i mean romario is the pick of my talent i won't be surprised if isl teams pick him up you already have nanda susai all these guys who are going there so he wasn't one in his bag obviously because he needs playing time and he knows that chennai city he will get playing time right these guys don't like go out and hire uh, you know watch the big names watch the big indian names they have they, they have trust in their local chennai talent which is something i really like about them and uh, you know i fingers crossed i hope this practice continues they're good on transition but then again you know they had like 78% percentage against real kashmir but they could live with them right yes. and that's really the beauty of the i league because they should be clearly you know playing style wise cohesion wise transition wise has been the best team in the league this season but they have not been able to live with real kashmir both the times they've lost on both occasions and like you said that's like the beauty of the i league Yes, uh, you just mentioned the football crazy state being in uh, close proximity to Coimbatore. There is also a lot of people from the football crazy state who goes to Coimbatore and studies, an alarmingly large number of people. So, I guess that also helps. Now, moving on to the second team in the table, which is Churchill, 15 points, I mean 29 points on 15 games. Uh, again, a team that was relegated who has come back. Uh, the coach Peter Gigiu. Obviously, we know Willis Plaza and his goal-scoring goal exploits. But uh, how do you rate the coach? Because he seemed to have really, really got the team together in a very nice manner. Yeah, I mean, you know, Churchill Alamau could have pulled an ISL when they were drawing a lot of their matches early on, and then said, "Oh, you know, Peter Gigiu is not good. Let's sack him after four, three matches." Mm-hmm. You could have done that, but they didn't. Peter Gigiu was always going to come good. Like I said, they started rebuilding way before they were, you know, incepted. You know, taken back into the league, and uh, obviously, you know, there are there are politics <laughs> at play there. Uh, but if you look at you know Churchill, they've 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 rebuilt in a strong way. Like they they have a very good foreign contingent, and Peter uh, Gill has been given resources to work with. I was speaking to somebody yesterday, and they said, you know, Churchill Alamo, if he wants, he can field an ISL team for the next fifty years. Right, that that's the depth of his resources. Jose Alonso is also now GFA president, so obviously his love for football has come straight back up because he's he's given the coach you know good resources. Uh, his team is doing well again, and uh, you know the only problem is they have not really succeeded in retaining their fan base. Everyone's been uniting behind you know FC Goa, uh, a club. which we actually been doing different things as compared to the rest of the ISL teams and full credit to them for that but uh, yeah the coach has done remarkably well to get the most out of indian players also like israel gurung and uh, the others so let's see let's see you know let's see where they end up but uh, everything fair and done it's been a good season for churchill and uh, you hope they will remain competitive in the next season which of wherever that is again assist mark yes uh, now churchill last won the league i think maybe in 2012 before uh, when chetri was playing for them i think so yeah since then not a single goan team has challenged for the title in the yeah. i league 
So how important do you think this performance, whether they win or not at the end of the day, how important do you think this performance is for the renaissance of uh, going football? I'm not saying it needs one, but it would. it's not what it used to be, is it? It's, it's not. It's clearly not. And, uh, you know, uh, recently a, a foreign journalist, he came and he did two glowing pieces on Goa. Clearly uh, missing out on the fact that Goan football was going through a slump. And uh, it's not the same. People spoke out about it against, uh, you know, during the Under-17 World Cup. The fact that there wasn't a single Goan boy in the team, uh, you know, sent alarm bells, you know, ringing. Then uh, there isn't a single Goan, you know, person close to the team in uh, you know in, in, in the seniors. I think um, uh, Raul in Borges hmm. is, is the only uh, you know Goan uh, Goan guy. Lenny and, uh, maybe. Into, Lenny, Lenny, but Lenny wasn't close to the senior uh, team. The last yeah. uh, before Raul, the last senior guy was Fulgango Cardoso. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's it's definitely hot Goan football. Like I said, again, characteristic Goa for keeping you know the spirit up there. But uh, Goa is usually a team that, that that sees you know four, five, six of its teams compete and compete hard. Uh, Dempo, Salgaukar, Sporting, and uh, if you know if the powers that we think that you know by killing these clubs, by you know not setting a good roadmap for these clubs, they can actually help the the ecosystem. Then so be it. Then you know. Then we have nothing more to offer. But uh, clearly, Goan football has hurt from a lack of competition, you know, and uh, from a lack of good competition. And you know, all all of these sides have the capability of you know fielding good teams. But uh, in the absence of roadmap, the, the the three that pulled out, they refused to you know they refused to come back in. And uh, I was going through old uh, you know newspaper clippings where uh, Valanka Alemau. She called uh, the ISL a gimmick almost uh, six years ago, 2013, and uh, she obviously changed her stance now because you know her her uh, father is politically, you know, they're, they're, they're different now. He's head of the DSA, so a lot of things have changed in Goa, and it really needs a renaissance. And if people, you know, in in charge, they think that. All is good with Goan football is wrong. I've gone, I've gone to watch the matches there, and the turnouts are dreaded. It's, it's almost sad when you see, you know, crowds of 500. It's, all, it's almost like the culture is disappearing. Like here we're speaking about the need for culture in in places, and one of the great bastions of Indian football is disappearing. So, I mean, all I can say is that you know that makes me really, really sad. Yes, uh, now moving on to the third team in the table, which is uh, Real Kashmir SC. Again, 15 games, 29 points, same as Churchill. But uh, probably the most tough team to face in the I-League from a physical perspective. Huh? Easily. I mean, you see mm-hmm. all those guys. You see uh, Mason Robertson, a centre-back who, who uh, you know, who his father has converted into a, into a striker. You see Grizo, a one-man uh, battering ram. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, and that's really the physicality. 
I mean, uh, you know, signs from any league in India would struggle to face Sriyal Kasturian. And this is the honest truth, right? Because, uh, a, you know, they, they don't muck about. They just launched it, launched it long and, you know, hope one of their guys gets it. And uh, we've seen that all of their, uh, you know, uh, matches have been physical battles. They've been heated battles because, you know, the other side have been, you know, battered. So, yeah, I mean, if their approach is working for them, it's fine. Uh, you know, and some people like to brush it off, saying this is ugly football. But hey, like, you know, if they can play, so can you. So, you really have no excuse or, you know, nothing to, you know, uh, you know beat them with, really, here. Yeah, and they all, there is also something very pretty in seeing a direct long ball and the striker hold up late after second man and then just pummel the opposition. When it comes out well, it uh, really does come out very well. Huh, like something we've spoken about before, but it's a style, right? It's mm. a style. Not everything needs to be tiki-taka, Persian football, Casinaccio, total football. No, it doesn't need to be that. Right? Absolutely not. It's, it's a style. And, you know, if they're comfortable playing with them, we have nothing to say. It's working for them. Clearly, it's working for them. Right? And it will work for them. Right? Yeah. So... I mean, the worst thing in the next you know, Indian coach could do was, you know, is to probably watch a real Kashmir match and see if he could use one or two of these lads in his team. I'm not saying they're of the technical proficiency of the people that are there. But then again, like, what you've learned on the Constantine is that you always pick players who fit your system. Not, you know, the crowd doesn't pick your players. So, you know, Real Kashmir again has something to offer and that's really the crux of the league. Every team has something new to offer. Right? If Real Kashmir giving us a physical players, Shlong Razam is giving us a Frank Buam, who's you know, who's eighteen but you know, at least eighteen on paper and mm-hmm. and you know, who's who's been you know, buying the goals for a team threatened with relegation and where he's not getting enough uh, you know, he's not getting enough service mm-hmm. but he's still he's still doing it. And Again, like I said, every team in the league has something new to offer and real Kashmir also. Yes, and now uh, moving on to one of the Kolkata Giants. Uh, East Bengal has 25 points from but 13 matches. They played less, two less than uh, Churchill and uh, real Kashmir, one less than Chennai. So, in a pretty strong position to be in now in terms of being in contention. Uh, so, they let's talk about uh, Alejandro Menendez, who is the coach. And uh, the rumours that East Bengal are ready to give him a new contract offer. So, uh, how would you rate his performance so far? Because he has won both the derbies and they don't do that very easily. <laughs> it's been 15 years. Yeah. If I'm not wrong, it coincided with their last um, National League title. That uh, they won both the you know National League derbies. We're not talking about the Calcutta Football League derby. We're talking about only the National League derby. It's been 15 years since the one, you know, since they did the double mm. in the, you know, in the National League. And uh, Merendez is, is is good. He's, he's a good coach. He's not, you know, uh, gone the usual East Bengal way of, you know, uh, having built his team around one player. Uh, that is one other team in Calcutta which keeps doing that. No? Yes, I was getting to that soon. So yes, <laughs> but uh, you know when when you, when you look at uh, East Bengal's play this season, it hasn't been bad. They've been inconsistent, and uh, again you can't expect the coach to come in and work miracles. 
under the old management, Khalid Jamil didn't really get time. It wasn't really fair on him. And uh, I'm happy that if they're offering, you know, long-term contract, it shows that, um, you know, Quest has bought in sensible people. They have. I haven't spoken to the CEO, Sanjit Sen. I can tell you that there is a vision that, uh, you know, the Quest CEO, Sanjit Sen himself understands football. He understands the need for a culture to be built. He understands that, you know, we need to, you know, today, look at a long-term goal today. And if Eastman has to enter the ISL, they, you know, they could do with an Elendez. Seriously. And uh, I don't uh, begrudge the style of play, really. And uh, I mean, it, it might, might not be the prettiest, but uh, again, he's got them, you know, firing as a functional unit. The only thing is, so the defense, it, it keeps switching off from time to time. So, which is why you have, uh, you know, East Bengal slightly, what is sinusoidal form, you know, up and down, up and down, again and again. Uh, but whatever happens this season, like, you know, like I said, our could be a good choice for the ISL. So, the next year, the rumor is they will join the ISL along with uh, Mohan Bagan. So... Hmm. Menendez obviously can be a good candidate because they do need coaches of certain stature to coach in ISL. But what do you think of the future of the team? Because right now, Joby Justin is a star. And uh, there might be other clubs interested in him next year. Do they have the financial backing now with Quest? Which I'm not really sure. This is why I'm asking. With Quest to hold on to players, bring in new players and uh, pay whatever they have to pay for the ISL. Oh, for sure. Sanjit uh, said, he told me this, that, you know, uh quest is here to provide financial support until we get, you know, sponsors. They've already got a lot of sponsors on board. Um, they've gone about this in a more professional way than we are usually used to see Kolkata clubs functioning. And, uh, you know, kudos to them that, you know, they've, uh, they've been in the position to challenge this time. And, uh, yeah, for the ISL, you know, the of course, the fair and lovely rule. We we call it the fair and lovely rule for coaches because only, <laughs> only coaches who are fair and lovely can coach in the ISL. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you know, like for the ISL, it wouldn't be a bad choice again. Uh, there's a, a ISL team which hasn't won a home game in over a year. And uh, Joby Justin coincidentally happens to be from that state. So mm. they could also do, you know, much worse than, you know, than, than bringing him on board. But then again, you know, uh, neither the Indian coach nor neither the foreign coach have had any regard for Indian strikers. You know, when, uh, when a Richard Hood puts out a thread, you know, saying... In South Korea or in Japan, uh, so and so, you know, so many people, so many cycles are local. You can see, you can see what the problem is. And uh, mm-hmm. Justin had a fantastic season. It it would really be a disservice if he, you know, if he were to go sit on the bench of a, you know, of, of any club. And if East Bengal were to get into ISL, I hope they retain him because if Melendez has faith in him, he will play him in the ISL or the I League. And, you know, come Super Cup, I'm sure, you know, Joby Justin is going to prove his worth against ISL sides also. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to, you know, watching him play against Open Court, 
no some of the biggest sides in india close court yeah yes uh, now no, and speaking of uh, biggest sides in india the neighbors of east bengal they are some you touched on it very nordicentric aren't they <laughs> something's never changed uh, it's about i watched nordia for the last 5 6 years now 5 years 6 years something like that uh they really need a plan b and uh, maybe they're not really looking for a plan b exactly maybe they're not looking for a plan b lord is plan a to plan b z today um it's like mon bawan emptied its coffers put everything into sonic bank sonic bank account said boss everything we have is you we are investing in you right and you really don't learn because when you have when you have you know the budget of a behemoth in indian football and then you you see someone you see a team with uh, you know uh, with the budget equivalent to sony salary coming and winning the league then you really have to think you know are, are you are you smart today now the answer is you are not and that's where something where quest comes in the quest comes in there is no professional handling of it of course you know not if they not rumor has spoken to the old istanbul officials and they are desperate to get their power back they are desperate you know they they have lost control and they bitterly regret it these people fans don't regret it right but these officials are so you know so hellbent on retaining power today that you know they they carry on with their myopic vision East Bengal, yeah. For all the offers, for all the rumors, they will they will get a sponsor. They're too big an institution to what do you say to to disappear overnight. Hmm. But then a real hard critical look needs to be you know needs to be taken at how the club is run. The <laughs> neither Sanjay Seth nor Shankar Chakravarti could really inspire. You know, yeah, of course Sanjay won a league title, but the football was. Uh, I mean, this was <laughs> the football sort of was. I don't know. There aren't any pleasant adjectives coming to mind. So yeah, I mean, you have to play. You have, you have, you you had uh, young, good Indian talent like Nikhil Pujari and all at the time. Mm. But what did you do with that? Did you really make the best use of it? You didn't. Now you have Henry Kesaka and Nasir Dipanda Dika. Like you have, like. possibly the most fearsome striking duo yeah uh, yeah like and you talking about key behind that as well you talking about key exactly what how did you go about the season i mean it's shocking is this a professional club or is this a club that plays uh, you know street football so <laughs> i mean i mean i mean there no words to describe their season and you know, it's been shambles once again Yes, once again, that's the keyword here. Keyword, yeah. yeah. And now the last team who I think has a chance to make an upset or go for the title, they were in the reckoning last year also. Neroka, who has 25 points from 15 games, little difficult for them to win the title in terms of numbers, but nonetheless, uh, now they have Chenso coming in from Bangalore FC, and uh, I spoke to him yesterday, and he seemed to be quite. uh happy and looking forward to going there little worried because he's just joined the team and he's straight going straight for a match but otherwise everything is cool with him so what do you think the change or the impact he can have because he is a guy who's already won the title 
and he'll be probably fed by Katsumi Yusa, who's also been scoring quite a few goals this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm look, really looking forward to watching, you know, Kencho, uh, you know, partner up with Katsumi. Um, we don't know what this means for the, uh, you know, striker Singham Subhash Singh, but... Uh, uh, we, like you said, uh, Neroka have had another good season. Uh, coincidentally, I was speaking to some of their fan group a few days back, and they they seem to think that the ID title was out of their hands. Mm. But um, yeah, I must say this: it's uh, we usually say knowledgeable Chennai crowd. I I want to say they're the knowledgeable Infall crowd, right? Um, because that's really how a team should function. The the side lost their first two games, but then you're still seeing. Uh, crowds of 20,000 turn up for, uh, you know, the Kuman Lampak games. Again, uh, you know, the powers that we decided that the Kuman Lampak wasn't, you know, as interesting for them to broadcast games. But that's, that's fine. The the fans don't care. They they show up. The local fans they show up. They make noise. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the style has progressed since this Khan. Uh, it they went really good to watch last year. They were defensively solid, and you know, that's what uh, led them you know, to to the brink of the title. But uh, this year they're too far apart. They won't. Hmm. But uh, they played some good football to watch. Right? They've uh, they 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 fluttered some eyebrows. They they defeated the likes of Churchill. So yeah, I would definitely say the title is out of their hands right now. Hmm. Uh, not mathematically, but you know, speaking just uh, as a as someone who's watched Indian football for some time. Hmm. But uh, the fact that they're doing this again, the fact that you know they've had a better season than Mohan Bagan, hmm. I think it, it it it's a good indicator. That's two good seasons. And uh, like Kremerendes, I hope uh, you know, I hope an Indian coach gets a chance, but if, if they don't, I hope you know Manuel Fren you know keeps continuing. Yes, not a flash in the pan, Naroka, twice in a row now. Uh, before we leave, let's just have this uh, discussion here. Uh, Orko, I'm sure you read the Sunil Chetri's interview in the Times of India, a really, really long article. And uh, AIFS is, FF is also looking for a coach, but apparently not looking for big names. And Sunil had something to say about it. So, uh, what did you make of the... Did you pick up anything interesting from this conversation? I think uh, Sunil's interview was, as always, very candid. He was very honest and to the point. And uh, he he touched upon some very important stuff with regards to coach. He said, what type of coach do you want to bring in? You know, it's time to think. Uh, from my point of view, I want to be selfish and I want to think, you know, that maybe bring in a coach who, you know, who, who produces results immediately. But then I also want to think about the long-term future of Indian football, he said. And he said that, you know, let's bring in a coach who puts in long-term systems. Right. Hmm. And, uh, see, every coach has always advocated that. I mean, in, like the Novi Kapadia podcast, Bob Houghton was a long-term thinker. Uh, yeah. Stephen Constantine also, you know, on the sidelines of his press conference, he used to say, this is a long-term problem, this is a long-term problem. It's almost like, uh, you know, uh, ASS brings in these Goras only to not, only to not listen to their wisdom, right? Uh, so, yeah, you know, Suryal is the nail on the head today. Whatever coach you want, do you want a result-oriented coach or do you want a method-oriented coach? 
because uh, like it's a crossroads, no? Yeah, it's a crossroads. Crossroad. And, yeah, and, 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 you know, looking at Novi's podcast, um, you're amazed that someone like uh, Bob Houghton could get fired. Hmm. Right. Uh, of course, you know, again, uh, Bob Houghton 2011, Nikolai Adam 2017, Stephen Constant 2019, we all know the common thread you know, the common enemy behind those sackings. Right, let's not even get into that. (laughs) But uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, if someone has a vision, you really want him. Right, and for India, still I say as a growing football country, whatever the, you know, papers and our friends in the media might say, we, we are a growing football country. We need someone with process, with methods. I'm looking at some of the names being bandied about. We won't get big names because, A, because, you know, Constant was getting like 250,000, uh, you know, dollars mm. per year. And uh, like I said, someone like a Martin Olipi was getting a hundred times that. Right. He was getting you know, um, 27, 20, 27 million at China. Sorry. Mm. So, yeah, you know, when you look at that, you know, and when you when you think about that, you know, you, you won't you won't get a big name, right? Zico, uh, like uh, Novi said in his podcast, wanted seventy five thousand dollars per year. That is nine hundred thousand dollars per you know. So you want seventy five thousand dollars per month. That mm-hmm. is nine hundred thousand dollars per year, which is. Uh, you know, almost three and a half times, 3.75 times of what uh, Constant was getting. So we don't have the budget, right? Hmm. So, I mean, the best we can hope for is uh, possibly another, you know, European who comes in and, and takes a, takes charge. And uh, when I look at it, when I look at the all the sackings at the Asian Cup, this whole, I think some of the Asian nations are rising up to the fact that they can't get all this over-the-hill Europeans anymore. You look mm-hmm. at the fact that Bond Strange was fired. You look at the fact that Milovan Rajavak was fired. Look at all the coaches that lost their jobs. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's the same, it's, it's a thread. Yes, even Marcelo Lippi as well. Marcelo Lippi as well. Yeah, you're right. Um... You know, uh, the first thing that you could do is you could give it to someone like uh, Pradyum Reddy. And you, you look at it, you look at Pune City. It's an ideal case. Pune City struggled under Miguel Angel Portugal. Hmm. Uh, neither people at Delhi nor Pune had anything good to say about him, right? Which makes his appointment the second time around even more strange, yeah. right? Then you had a Pradyum Reddy. And uh, trust me, when I, when I look at the team, I look at... Terrible recruitment, right? Hmm. But even even with those players, even with those players, he managed to turn it around. They managed three wins in the last five games, right? Yeah. Then then the ISL, you know, probably the you know the powers in charge finally got tired of them flouting the fair and lovely rule, and they said, "Oh, what are you guys doing? Where's our big name?" And then Phil Brown was hired. Phil Brown played the same system that a Prajum Reddy did. And it just, you know, it was a really great switch by the ex Bengaluru man, Reddy. And he, mm. he switched him around to a, some, something like a 3 4 one, 2 with mm. a spare man in defense. And he worked like a treat to them. He played the same system that they were playing. Right. He didn't come and try to change anything. 
so you you wonder you wonder what what the problem with him getting the job was on a full time basis but this is our myopicness today right and yeah. you know like rohit said in his podcast you need someone to understand the sensibilities here right if a player needs to go home on diwali you need to understand what diwali means to the player right and like you know uh, carlos quiroz was considered to be a great coach of iran Yeah. because you know goal bezan put out said coach you came in here you understood our culture yeah. right but not every european coach will be like that some european coach like vim kuverman will come in and think oh let's play tiki taka right and then the, the outcome will be disastrous right for you something my question is i think it's the right time so to uh, to 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 appoint an indian as head coach but i want you to play devil's advocate here what do you think the factors against indian coaches apart from you know the perception of higher management that you know oh uh, apart from their white skin fetish what else is actually holding back the appointment of an indian coach sir to be honest i have no idea <laughs> it is just uh, i think like you said it's just perception because like you uh, but the important thing for me is uh, derek pereira has now come into the coaching system with the national team there is viviano fernandez as floyd pinto uh, i think uh, i agree with novi saying that they obviously are most likely go for a foreign coach but the next one who comes in let's say 5 years has to be an indian because you have them like you said india generally is such a vast country with so many different um, religions and you know regions and festivals and culture in general like we even someone from delhi someone from kerala someone from bangalore are all different people so, so you need a you need an assistant coach like bibiano or the, somebody like that or floyd pinto to tell them or to kind of guide the foreign coach now and learn from him and learn from him at the same time and then take on the national team and they'll also know the players who are in the system because they train them at the under 23 under 19 under 17 age the age group i think that's the way to go hopefully that's the way they'll go but at this moment in time i really don't know why there is a stop against indian coaches because i honestly honestly think pradeep reddy is a very good coach because of the experience he has in the northeast what he did for bangalore fc to set up the base for them to go on and do what they did for what he's done in pune again he has been one of the main guys in getting the players in because he his knowledge of indian football is phenomenal i i'm sure you agree on that yeah 100% so obviously he should be one of the candidates or in and around the indian coaching structure but uh, hope it's not worked out for him so far uh, hopefully it will and he's technically scottish you know so he kind of feeds into your <laughs> <laughs> your need for a foreigner as well but <laughs> yeah that <laughs> there is that yeah but uh, just before we leave since you touched yeah. on carlos quiroz uh, he is yeah. probably going and taking over i think venezuela or one of the last american teams this is the last chance to iran Uh, i don't know if you saw the goal but i have never seen a team collectively uh, fuck up and didn't <laughs> concede a goal and go out of a tournament of which they were favorite did you see the goal against the japan scored the opener 
If anybody hasn't seen it, it's just a jaw-dropping moment when you realize professional players <laughs> just they single-handedly lost. I mean, not single-handedly, as a group lost the title. I've never seen a thing like that happen. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um... <laughs> but yeah, you know, before we go, you know, I, I, just want, I just want to say, you know, if the Indian you know, authorities are really hell-bent, maybe you know, they should get Floyd or Viviano a foreign passport so that it fits their category, you know, it fits their, yeah. Maybe give them a dual passport and then, you know, be at peace. Oh, this guy has a foreign passport. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. you know, that's it. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> On that bombshell. <laughs> Yeah. This is uh, Injury Time signing off. You can follow us yeah. on Twitter or you can uh, check us out on all the audio pla- uh, uh, podcast platforms. And uh, yeah. till next week, uh, Orko, thank you for joining us. It was great fun as always. Thank you, Sandeep. It was fun speaking to you this week. Y- yes, uh, and hopefully we'll get back to you as soon as possible next week. In the meantime, enjoy the game. <laughs>